Hello, and welcome to 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast committed to teaching you the minimalistic approach to becoming bold and not old. On this 20-minute weekly podcast, you will learn how to care for your body and mind while spending the bare minimum amount of time to be successful. I know that life is full, so full that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner and in some cases are simply too confused to figure out what to do, so we do nothing. This podcast is designed to help you leave regrets behind and start caring for yourself no matter your age, so you can grow older and like it, and I might say even love it. My name is Dr. Kelly Pearson, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician and author of Eight Minutes to Ageless. Over the past 40 years, my patients have taught me so much about what not to do that I finally just had to get this book written and podcast started. But before we begin, I want to thank all of you who read my book and keep sending me inspiring comments that you're getting your life back. That makes all the difference and makes me smile. Well, hello there. My name's Kelly Pearson. I'm back with you and we're talking about something, I think probably one of the most important things that gets missed, but we're also seeing a resurgence of this topic in the world of manual therapy. And maybe some of you have read the book Breath by Nestor and or The Oxygen Advantage, things along those lines that talk about the power of breath. And I I want to take a moment to share with you how breath can be not just life-saving, obviously, but pain-killing as well. And uh, many years ago, I had the privilege of working with a gentleman by the name of Pavel Kolar. He's from the Czech Republic and renowned manual therapist and would come to the States from time to time. And those of us who had the opportunity to listen to him were actually very, very lucky. But he came to give a talk one time about how breathing properly can get rid of low back pain and leg pain from a herniated disc. And I was intrigued. So I flew down to Los Angeles to learn about this work. And the, the interesting thing about breath is that we are all trained to breathe properly as a baby. You, you see those little bellies in and out when you're a child, but then we get that beat out of us in life. Maybe it's through the military, or maybe that's because of anxiety, or maybe because we don't want to look fat, so we don't let our stomach hang out, or maybe we don't want to make a lot of noise, or maybe we don't want to extend our breath onto others, a million reasons, and we become very shallow breathers. And we develop both in neck pain and back pain, and I want to explain to you the mechanism of this. So when you think about breath, we actually have the ability to have this mushroom-shaped muscle underneath our rib cage known as the diaphragm. Um, stimulated by the phrenic nerve, which comes out of the cervical spine. When that phrenic nerve stimulates, that diaphragm contracts. And when this mushroom contracts, descends. And when, when it descends, the lungs are attached right to the top of it. And as a result, the lungs are stretched, their volume increases, and pressure decreases. So air wishes in and you have full lung capacity. And when the diaphragm relaxes, it ascends and helps you to push out that that air during exhalation, which I would say is just as important as taking a good breath in. But in the process of that diaphragm dropping down, 
If you can imagine your guts living in an apartment and the diaphragm is the ceiling and the pelvic floor holding your guts in is the floor of the apartment, all of a sudden as that diaphragm descends, the height of your apartment has gotten smaller. So your, your apartment is getting smaller. And so what has to happen is in order for the gut still to find a place to live is the abdomen actually creates a sense of pressure and what we call our belly expands both in the front and out the sides and in the back. So when you put your hand on your belly, when you're taking a breath as the diaphragm descends naturally, you should feel a pressure and your, your abdomen expanding, getting bigger, not just in the front, but in the sidewalls as well. And of interest then is your spine loves this because it creates a neutral spine. Let me explain. So in normal life, you have your low back spine, your vertebral column, and you have these large muscles in the back of your spine known as the paravertebral muscles. And there's multiple layers of those. And they're, they're very strong and tight and they're pushing essentially the vertebra from back to front. Now that spine likes stability. And in order for it to feel stable, it must have an equal and opposite force pushing on it from the front. And so as you increase this pressure in the abdomen and your abdomen expands to tolerate that pressure, there's actually a force that's being generated in the inside of the, of the belly, the abdomen. And that force vectors from now the front to the back. And now that spine gets what it's seeking, neutrality, it feels stable. And the discs love that too. And now the spine feels like it has some stability. And back pain is a lot to do with whether it's stable or not. Now, let's say you haven't been a belly breather and you don't have that equal and opposite force. Now that, that spine is much more prone to having irritations to the discs, the discs may become swollen or worse yet herniated because it's not stable, it's not protected. But also the body responds to this undue force, this asymmetrical pressure by way of building up osteoarthritic calcium deposits. So when the body says, I, hope, I wish I was more stable and it's dealing with the bone, the bone can simply lay down more calcium. And the calcium then um, adds to the size and girth of the bone, which you think is no big deal, except it often gets in the place in the way of where the nerves and the spinal cord are living. And we call that in medicine stenosis. So people who have big bellies, and um, let, let me back up, people who are not belly breathing are more prone to stenosis. And that's a bugger because down the road, sometimes you get things so pinched up because there's so much calcium deposited where the nerves live that you really need to go in and have a decompression surgery and those are tough on your body. Now let's complicate the condition a little bit. Let's say you've uh, been eating a lot and your abdomen is expanding in the front. We see this particularly around men. Men tend to deposit their fat in their belly and women tend to do it in different parts of their body, the buttock and the legs, but that, that's a stereotype, of course. But now if you've been eating so much, then your abdomen 
loses its turgidity and you develop what we call a, a diastasis, a spreading. And now when you go to do a little sit up and you lift your head to get out of bed, you see this bulbous um, bulge coming out of the middle of your belly. That diastasis now is really the guts pushing on a weakened link in the abdomen because it's been overstretched. Now, doggone it, that puts us in a bad place because we can no longer create that nice unified contraction of the abdomen to generate force to protect the back. So you're more prone to back pain when you've overeaten and you've developed the diastasis. Now that happens with pregnant women as well, but it's short term and they have the um, temperament and hormonally to let things distend and then they shorten back up. So it's not so problematic. So proper breath can not only um, make your back pain better, but it can reduce challenges to the disc and hence causing reduction of leg pain. But let me also point out that if you're not doing belly breathing and you're, let's say you've fallen into the camp where you're doing a lot of assisted breathing, bringing your, your lungs up by lifting your shoulders up and using your auxiliary respiratory muscles in your neck, your trapezius, your scalenes, these muscles that lift the rib cage up, therefore increasing the volume in the lungs, therefore causing the air to whoosh in. Well, you think, well, that's good, right? Well, yes, uh, it is always good to have oxygen, but it is an inefficient compensatory way to breathe on day-to-day -day living. Now, if you're an athlete and you're running up and down the court, you're gonna breathe any old which way you can, both through your belly and these auxiliary muscles because you need more and more oxygen. But I'm talking about day-to-day -day living. So what happens is when that becomes your, your way of breathing and these upper back and trap and neck muscles are constantly engaging every time you take a breath, you are going to have chronic neck tension. And there can be a proclivity for one side doing more work than the other. And hence, that's the side of more of your neck pain. And you're never going to get rid of that neck pain if you don't start breathing properly and, and using the part of your body, your diaphragm, that's supposed to do the yeoman's part of this work. So how do we, how do we get back into this? How, how do we how do we start breathing again? Well, you go back to what you were when you were a three-month-old child and you were learning this process of creating pelvic core stability with breath. So you want to lay on your back and you want to bring your knees up uh, so that your thighs are 90 degrees to your thorax and your legs will be supported on a chair and if you need to put a pillow on that chair so there's 90 degrees then between your shin and your thigh. Now you're in a good posture, much emulating like a little baby when their legs are up in the air, when they're learning how to do belly breathing. And you want your, the legs to slightly fall outward because that puts the hips in a very relaxed posture. It's called centration. And you want the feet unencumbered. You don't want your feet up against the back of the chair. Now, what you want to do next is just place your fingers gently on your umbilicus, your belly button. And as you take a breath, see if you can fill your abdomen and make it bigger and more pressure. And notice, yeah, you're, you're doing this, 
And it's just as easy as thinking about it, ironically. You may have to get over this, this letting go of, oh, I don't want my stomach to stick out. But if you just relax in this laying down posture, there's nothing to prevent you from being successful. You just start breathing in and breathing out. You do that for a few minutes and then put your fingers next to your, your sidewalls, both left and right. And then feel that, take a breath. If you feel that stick out a little bit and come back, come back and let it relax. And notice, hey, you know, my right side doesn't move as much as, as my left. You might find that you tend to have more right-sided low back pain as a result of that, or maybe even right leg pain. But as you intentionally attempt to breathe and to move that space out, the beauty is this intention is the trigger. You can actually start creating this robust motion in and around your abdomen, both front and the sidewalls. And, the, and Dr. Pavel um, says that, and I found this to be true in my clinical practice, that if you do this for 10 minutes a day for two weeks, you will reboot your computer. You'll actually start to be doing this more normally all the time. Now, there is one caveat here. At first, you should not practice it standing, sitting, walking, or talking because you have to kind of reboot your computer in the most gentle, safe way. And that is on your back with your legs supported. And once that becomes you know, easier for you, you might find that you're able to, to um, run and breathe that way or walk fast and breathe that way. Or as you're talking on the telephone, you're noticing you're breathing that way. You're noticing your back doesn't hurt, uh, hurt as much or your neck isn't as stiff you feel a little more grounded, you feel a little more stable. And ironically, as this abdomen, as the diaphragm, um, when you breathe with the diaphragm and it descends, it does this beautiful thing called visceral massage. So it not only helps with moving your guts around, it depends upon it, you'll have less constipation. And as women, this deep breathing can help massage the uterus if you're still in that age group uh, under 50, still menstruating, the breath can massage the uterus and move the blood out easier without cramping. So there's really no good reason not to learn how to do this breath. And there's no good reason um, not to spend the, this 10 minutes for two weeks. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a little bit more than two hours of commitment. And then when you think about it, and say you, you go to a friend's house and they're in crisis, something difficult has just happened in their life. What's the first thing you say to them? Just take, take a breath. You may have to put their hand, your hand on their shoulder or hug them, take, take a breath. And because what happens is when we breathe, we oxygen. We, when we breathe, we ground. When we breathe, we get rid of our excess carbon dioxide. So breath, not only makes life much more pleasant with less uh, sympathetic nervous system reaction, less stress, but less back pain and less, and, and less neck pain potentially. So that's what I'd like you guys to try to, to play with. Uh, in the show notes, we'll have a picture of a diaphragm so you can see what that muscle looks like. And um, just ask yourself, are you okay with letting your belly stick out? You should be, it's your birthright. 
All right, you guys, that's what I have for you today. And we'll be back at it next week. Thanks so much. In keeping with my minimalistic approach to life, I keep this podcast short and only add the most critical points, not adding fluff. So for today, we're done, but I hope you will do a few minutes of the good stuff we talked about. If you have not picked up the book, you can get it on Amazon. The website, 8minutestoageless.org, will have the show notes and any videos that I mentioned on this podcast. I thank you for spending your precious 20 minutes with me. And as always, you can reach out and contact me via the website. Remember, one day at a time, you are getting bolder and not older. I look forward to seeing you next week.